<laughs> Welcome to the Anime Secrets Halloween Horror Podcast. I am Connor Healy, otherwise known as Hitmage, and we are bringing you some spookiness today along with... Kara! And we're going to do so much spooky recommendations and learn about a lot of spooky anime and kind of say our favorites, so I'm excited. And I'm joined by... Hello, I'm Mason, a resident horror and JoJo's expert among uh, some of my friends. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there has to be that one guy who's always like, hey, do you know this one movie that's like about the, the S&M demons from hell? And it's like, oh, you mean Hellraiser? Yeah! <laughs> we, all, we always have to have that one expert. Oh, yeah. And we are also joined by... Hello, my name is Mitch. I go on aliases Riftstar, and I am just here for the candy. They offered it to me. Where is it? Gimme. Check or treat. It, it's in the van. <laughs> is it a red van? Does it, it be have whatever a lot color of balloons, you want. Little pumpkins. Got balloon animals in there. Got little, little it's... black and white little cats and balloons. I mean, you ain't gonna see because you'll have a bag over your head. But <laughs> oh, I'll get the full experience. It has a it has a tasteful uh, Rush album cover on the side. <laughs> I was going to say it has an ice cream cone on it, but. <laughs> ice cream for Halloween? Oh, my. <laughs> hey, down south. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> that's what you need. <laughs> I, I am sad that no one picked up on my Archer reference. Shame on all of you. I don't watch Archer, so. <laughs> I It's been a while since I've watched Archer, but I can't even remember what episode I la- last left off of. Oh, man. I think maybe it's time we should uh, get a little spooky, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, let's get spooky. Yay, spooky. Woo. Also, yeah. Connor, I loved your evil spooky. laugh. It was Why, perfect. Why, thank you. I, uh, I try very hard. This just in, Connor is also a living jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm a, I'm a big pumpkin uh, sitting here. <laughs> I do have a candle in my mouth, and I am glowing. <laughs> casting shadows upon the wall. Okay. So yeah, we've got uh, we've got a lot of good stuff today. Um, We're all just gonna kind of go over some of our favorites, talk about some good horror anime, um, things we like, things we'd like to see. Uh, It's kind of a niche, a little bit. I mean, you see horror usually paired with other stuff, but it's pretty interesting how um, you can see horror kind of get brought to life. I mean, you know, usually my experience with Japanese uh, horror, anime horror is it it can usually run the gamut of like ghost stuff pretty basic to like demons or like old japanese stories to right up to like let's take a horror theme like vampires or werewolves or aliens or something sailor moon crystal yeah but then (laughs) let's (laughs) then let's pair it with something else so like a murder mystery or like a psychological thrill or something like that Sailor Moon Crystal. Hey <laughs> <laughs> man, season three was good. I don't know. It was pretty horrific to me. <laughs> that an- those animation errors, the toy fixes post production. Or like the, or, or the like Blu-ray. that, or like that Goku versus Beerus fight in Dragon Ball Super. Oh boy. <laughs> it was granted. It was fixed for the Blu-ray, but still, that's laziness. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm excited to hear about uh, anime with horror elements to it because, in my opinion, I haven't really seen any anime that um, are straight horror like we have in America. We have a lot of straight horror movies or straight horror um, TV shows. I've always noticed in anime there's elements of it, but not like full on, you know, this is balls to the wall grisly scary but so, this is now that you bring this up because i have been wondering this before we begin about this i've always wondered like what is true horror when you think about it like what portrays horror is it the jump scares is it the goriness is it the disturbingness is it the eeriness like what does uh horror actually mean like the way we see it it usually means like uh things that go blah in front of your screen or oh look at that there's a guy's body cut in half oh no oh he's walking on oh it's silent hill or things like that <laughs> it's i think it's everything like if it's something that's outside of the natural and makes you feel uncomfortable i think that's horror do you think it's just an uneasy a, a feeling of unease that gives you that unease yeah, that, that's what i'm about to say like to me horror is just like it's a fear that's like fear of the unknown and like what our minds really can't comprehend. And then just this overwhelming sense of dread that, you know, something horrible is about to happen and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that feeling of helplessness. The, uh, the sense of loss of control. Have, oh, have yeah. you ever, have, uh, not to go too deep here, but have you ever like been watching something and then like suddenly have like a sudden realization that you are, very very much alive but one day you might not be and it like makes yep. you feel really uncomfortable mm -hmm. and like outside of your body <laughs> oh absolutely that's every usually time I every day when i wake up but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me when i read like hp lovecraft <laughs> like i i was like having that i was having a moment like that the other day i was watching i was watching sword art online with mitch and we're, it was Alicization. He was like talking about memories in the show, which I'm not going to spoil or anything like that. We've only seen the first episode, which is like 40 minutes long. But like just him talking about being a kind of out of body in the in the full body nerve gear thing just made me think about you know mortality and like because he was like talking about souls. So it just made me start thinking about that. And I like had a moment of like, oh my god. I'm alive, but one day I might not be, and it's just a really weird feeling. <laughs> it is a weird feeling, but then when you when you watch the episode, you're just like, "I'll, I'll just give me the little VR headset. I don't want any of it to do any <laughs> yeah. of this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just made me think of like, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want my soul taken out and put it in a, put in a machine." No, put in no a machine. way. <laughs> so yeah, um, so Mason, you are a resident horror expert. Do you have an yes, anime yes, to let us know about? That's there are potentially like a few, but the ones I want to touch on are known as either the most violent or like the most, um, I want to say, uh, well adapted from their source material. Um, what I, I definitely uh, would recommend is, um, you know, in the, you know, from 19s, like the 1960s, 70s, like there wasn't a lot of horror. There was just like Devil Man, and that was mm -hmm. it. 
but then like in the late 80s like there was a boom in like horror like like horror and like extreme violence that actually i want to touch on that real quick when i was a kid in the 90s i'm dating myself a little i was born in 87 the year 87 ad not 1987 but uh when i was a kid um there were a lot like it seemed like most of the focus on anime at that time this would have been early to mid 90s 92 to like 95 or something before it had really caught on mainstream, you know, we had the big classics like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and Fist of the North Star. But all the rest of the stuff was stuff like Biohunter, Ninja Scroll, Wicked City, things with a lot of that, like, violent, demonic, a lot of, like, body horror transformation stuff. Because that's a common thing you see in Japanese uh, yeah, that was, type yeah. stuff is transformation of the body. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and... That, that was actually that was like what anime was to me when I was really little. And I just thought that was interesting. You know, you mentioned that uh, in the 80s, there was quite a boom of that. And I feel like a lot of that really came over to the, that was kind of what a lot of how anime started out in the U.S., at least for my generation, was a lot of those like one shot horror OVAs, things like that. Yeah, um, well, we took. I actually did a panel at um, MechaCon here in uh, Louisiana, and we did a J horror panel, which covered Japanese horror movies and anime and manga, and weirdly enough, uh, music, which you know not a lot of people realize. But you know, it, in the like late '80s, it was like it was just brutal. Like oh, it yeah. was like. Um, but the, but the reason that there was such a boom in body horror was because of David Cronenberg, mm-hmm. like just coming, like his popularity grew with um, a lot of his films and Videodrome and, and the Fly and stuff. I remember were oh yeah, oh, yeah. two of the biggest. And ones. then and then that was also the big focus of the eighties, uh, the eighties horror movie boom in Japan as well was because there was a focus on, you know, the what would happen to the body, like what all the possibilities of like mutations and like decomposition and just experimentation. And the big one was that's known for its extreme violence. And then just like kind of petering out from that at the end was uh Geno cyber and Geno cyber is just the first four episodes. It's a six episode OVA series. And the first four episodes are just body horror like cyberpunk uh to the max like if you want blood and gore and violence this is your series because oh yeah uh the second the second series the first episode is has probably the most graphic death i i've ever seen on screen where it's just um the main character running with like three kids away from some helicopters and the kids in the helicopter start shooting and they just shred the kids to like bits and pieces. And this oh, just it's like, yeah, well, yeah it's, it's sh- well, yeah. cause it's shooting the kids with like a rotary cannon. That's meant to shoot through armored trucks. That is overkill. Holy yeah. crap. That's just a little bit overkill. <laughs> yeah. But, um, episodes, episode one is basically, it's setting up the series where it's like, um, there are these creatures that are created by uh, this big lab corporation, and it um it has like 
everyone has uh, telekinetic and pyrokinetic powers, like like in Akira. But this is like, this is like, people like get like cut in half, and like, um, there's a scene with a nurse who's just like eviscerated, like ha- like her head just lops off completely. She just looks completely normal when you see her. Oh, geez. and it's just. And then the second series is like, um, sort of this like biomass takes o- it's like takes over a ship, and it just starts like, um, it, 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 have you ever seen the thing? It's oh yeah, like, that's yes. one of my favorites. I saw that in thirty-five oh, yeah. yeah, it just starts like assimilating people into it, and it's just like this giant, like the, the ship turns into like this like l- giant living organism made of like human flesh and like Ooh, it, it, creepy. <laughs> it's just disgusting and disturbing and vi- and like hyper violent. It's so good though. I've but only then, actually like, seen the first two episodes of it. I don't know where to find the others. Okay, um, well. Episodes one through three are like the like super hyper violent like mm-hmm. oh my god I can't I think I've seen them. one two maybe three but I haven't yeah. found any of the others but it's been a while it's been a couple of years and then like four through five it just um it just kind of like changes like story to like a post apocalyptic world and like you know gotta save the world like sort of thing where it's like but it's still like really violent and disturbing and it's just ugh. speaking of uh disturbing i was actually surprised that i saw this and they were still selling this um I, when i went out a couple of weeks ago i went to the like a local dvd store that also sells anime i went to the anime dvd blu-ray section and i am still so surprised that they still sell this and i'm going to butcher the name i'm sorry but maybe you'll remember if i re- if i say the name it's called urosuki doji <laughs> legend of the over the overfeed i you know, I saw I was in Portland recently, and I saw the soundtrack to that on vinyl. Oh boy! Which was pretty great, but like I wasn't about to pay thirty-five dollars for a vinyl from like a hentai. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, I saw I mean, that. I was like, why? Here, that practically <laughs> invented the tentacle genre, from what as we know it, at least. For what we know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we all know I... the original was probably the famous ukiyo-e uh, woodblock carving, The Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That No. No. <laughs> I'm surprised That's... they were still selling that. I was like, seriously? <laughs> god. Oh, you'd be surprised what you can find for like out-of-print duties and crazy stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And um, I want to say around this time also is when the horror manga boom just blew, like the, the 90s, like the horror manga mm-hmm. scene blew up. Like, and the number one person that came out of that was uh, Junji Ito. Yep, when he's, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he basically started with like Tomie, Tomie series about uh, Tomie, a girl who drives men like to this like possessive like I gotta have her she has to be mine but then like she just like destroys their sanity and they wind up killing her but the thing is she can't die she's like an ever-living entity or something you know it's funny the first time I ever heard about Junji Ito even before seeing the manga was because 
I was always into J-horror, like uh, Ring, and uh, some of the older movies like Jigoku, and there was a website called Snowblood Apple that's still around, uh, and they had a review of, like, every Tomie movie. Oh, And I heard was, about Tomie and heard about Junji Ito, and I'm like, wow, this is some pretty interesting stuff. I never, I haven't... Oh, um, but it's it's a it's a good one. I just thought it was interesting because I I remember that he did Tomie. Yeah, actually, um, the collection of the Tomie stories came out I think about two years ago. Uh, Viz Media has acquired nice. all the all the rights to Junji Ito's uh, material, so they've been putting out. Uh, they first put out Uzumaki, which is his magnum opus. Then came Gyo, which has Here's the thing about his work, Junji Ito's works. It's very hard to adapt into film or uh, television because mm-hmm. it's very Lovecraftian. It's it's a Lovecraftian universe. It's like this world of like beings that the where it's like they will. There's no way you could, they can you can stop them. They will kill you. And it's a universe that hates you. Like it wants to see mm-hmm. you suffer. And um recently they've been uh put this has been putting out um uh, his short story collections which came out in like 16 uh volumes of japan from like the 90s to uh the 2000s and last and earlier this year there what they actually did an anime for the short story collections uh the junji ito collection and um as a junji ito fan i was horribly disappointed like it was I was excited and I was like, yeah, they're going to adapt a lot of the good stories. And they did. But a lot of it wasn't what we were expecting or wanted. Like there was a focus on um, his kind of demonic little kid character, uh, Soichi, who like places curses on people that I will admit I like the Soichi episodes because to me, they're very funny. Uh, I haven't read, see, none of the Junji Ito stuff I've read, other than a couple of them, were covered in that. And as an outsider who hadn't looked at all of that, I thought it was pretty good. And, you know, my girlfriend, she doesn't watch a ton of anime, but she really liked Junji Ito. See, She got really hooked into into that anime, and I think it'll make her want to, like, at least read it. Oh, yeah, it's, um, what a lot of the stories were from were from the short series collection last year, uh, Shiver. Um, and it had like his most iconic ones. Um, like, let's see, the fashion model, the long dream uh, about a guy who's like he's in a hospital and he's trapped in a, a dream that like it continues for ye- from days to months to years to the point where he dreams that he's like thousands of years in the future and he just becomes this like grotesque being. No, oh, jeez, and he just weighs. Huh. Um, let's see. Another good one was um, the neighbor's window, which is just uh, it's it's like it. A lot of Junji Ito's focus work focuses on like your everyday horrors, like the stuff you never expect to like happen. Like the next door neighbor could be like like this like and who is able to stretch her window to like try to get close to you to like snatch you up. And um, Weird. I would say the most. It, it like I said, it's very hit and miss for me. Like a lot of the episodes, very well adapted, but for me, it's they cut a lot of important plot out for 
um, for time and pacing. So there's one story, the uh, blood bubble bushes there's in that, in that episode, there's a lot of stuff that they cut out that in the manga is very vital to the plot. And a lot of it just raised a bunch of questions in the story. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating. And out of the shiver stories, they covered every single one of them, except for one, which was the, the hanging balloons, which are story about like these giant balloons that have people's faces on them. And they have nooses at the bottom and they basically hang the people that they look like. And everyone was hoping like the last episode was going to be that, but then it's just like, Oh, another Soichi. And every person I knew was just so angry because we were like, they were dangling that little beacon of hope and then dashing it. And like, no. And, um, recently there was, uh, actually this month, a, another short story collection came out uh, that was based that, um, Junji Ito did a very, Two, two form version of Frankenstein that was exactly like the book, and it was he just made it even creepier. And I, if you want a good manga to pick up this Halloween, I recommend Genji Ito's Frankenstein. And I'll have to check it out. Oh yeah, yeah sounds cool. And um, I'm gonna say my we we were discussing this earlier. We're gonna give some honorable mentions uh, shows that we. We don't want to that we we want to discuss, let's but like say, let's don't. let's save all of our honorable mentions for the end. I think yeah uh, yeah. But um, I would say the last thing I would want to talk about is um probably Devilman Crybaby. Oh uh, boy, yeah, good, the first one of the first animes to come out for the year. It was, and along with uh, I think yeah, Junji Ito collection and Devilman Crybaby both came out in January. And Devilman Crybaby is like the modern version of uh, Gona Guy's Devilman series, mm-hmm. set in a more like modern, like modern times. But yeah. from what I can still... tell, it's a pretty accurate, or at least it's a pretty decent retelling. Honestly, the yeah. only complaints I ever heard anyone say about it were very preferential things, and that was more of the art style. It, the art it's, style it's, is pretty wacky. It's, but I think it's meant it's, to be on purpose. It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's meant to, it's meant to be trippy and like weird and yeah, like an Aerosmith. To me, it was just like <laughs> okay, video. well I've seen. It's like I've already seen anime that kind of has that Gona guy look to it. Uh, the amazing '90s Devilman OVAs, which sadly were not completed, I think, because the uh, the director I think died. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, he died. Uh, and... Those those were amazing, and I think some of the best Devilman I'd ever seen. That being said, Devilman Crybaby did a really good job of capturing what Devilman is, but then modernizing it. Oh yeah, and like the my big thing is I am a huge music guy. Like my friends, oh, fantastic kick-ass soundtrack. Oh yeah, Devilman yep, Crybaby has soundtrack. a kick-ass yep. soundtrack. Like all the uh, synth wave and like electronica and like mm-hmm. the orchestral music is when they when they place it, it's at the perfect time, and it and it's just it and the 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 animate to me the monsters and the animation are just so beautiful. Like it's I'm a bit like I'm a big guy for well 
design mods like as you can as you know the thing yep. <laughs> being number one favorite movie of all time um but it's just with De- the Devilman Cryberry series it deserves all the popularity and it deserves as many views as you can give it because it's faithful it's modern it's it hits everything you'd want in a good horror anime and it's just ending was just brutal oh yeah like like emotionally brutal and like just oh. I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone. I'm not gonna spoil it at all because that's not what we're about. <laughs> but just um <laughs> let's just say bad things happen. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. Thanks, yep. Satan. Uh Hail Satan four twenty sixty nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, those are the those are the animes I want to talk about for this delightful Halloween horror podcast. Well, I guess I can give a little shout out, even though it's technically not made by a Japanese company. But the new season of Castlevania just aired on Netflix. Very good. Oh, um, um, I really like Castlevania. I am a longtime fan of the games, and I think it's a real good, like old school horror. Like, kind of gives you the same feel, not quite the same feel as the. Uh, does anyone remember the '90s Bram Stoker's Dracula movie that had Keanu in it? <laughs> yes, and, and Gary Old and Gary Oldman. Yep. <laughs> Gary Oldman as me Dracula himself. God, I, you I, know, I also, I they capture that kind of feel, but they somehow don't go totally over the top and ridiculous. I don't like, know. I like it because it keeps the humor, but it also keeps the action. You know, they 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 did a very good job with it. Um, I loved, I especially love season one of Castlevania with Trevor's characters. Like, stop kicking I love me how, in the testicles. I love how Trevor's just like, everyone's just like, oh, the fucking Belmonts. Ugh, great. <laughs> Here stop come these guys. And, and Trevor is just like, I love how Trevor's kind of a louse when you think of it. Yeah, Trevor's like, I just want a drink. Stop kicking me in the and balls. Like, and this is your hero. He's he. You couldn't have picked a better, like, unlikely hero. I like him like, <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I've still to watch season two, but I have been hearing good things about it. I watched season one, and I loved it. Granted, it was really out there when it came to the violence and the goriness. It really didn't hold any boundaries. They even said during an interview when they were um, releasing Castlevania, and forgive my language, they quoted, it's going to be R-rated as fuck. And yep. yes, <laughs> that is entirely true. And I'm pretty sure season two probably follows suit as well in the R-rated scene, so if you're going to check out Castlevania, or if you haven't if you've already watched it, then you know what I'm, you know what we're thinking, but if you haven't watched it, check it out, if you don't mind gore if you don't mind violence just but just just reminding you, it does get pretty brutal, like really brutal, <laughs> but humorous as well, <laughs> so it kind of like gives you the light harness, and plus if you're a fan of the video games, of course you're going to watch it, <laughs> but that's all I want to mention since we were talking about Netflix uh, series, is <laughs> And I thought Castlevania, since it's kind of got that anime style, it's American anime, I guess. Well, and it was dubbed in Japanese. Well, that works. Yeah. <laughs> to me, you know, it took me to realize that the voice actor for Trevor is Ford and Oakenshield from The Hobbit. <laughs> took me well to realize that. Elf Dwarf. <laughs> so I thought I would bring in uh, some of my favorites. Uh, one of them that I really like, uh, one of my favorite animes, I haven't quite finished it yet, but it's it's a really good horror one. It is a little thing called Shiki. 
Yeah. Shiki. So Shiki, for those uninitiated, Shiki is about there's a uh, a rural Japanese village. I can't remember if it takes place like in the 80s or 90s or something. It's um, it's it's. I think it's set like in the 90s. Yeah, it's because it's set. It's set kind of in the in the past, but not quite. And so it is this rural village, and all of a sudden, this strange epidemic starts to break out. People are getting sick. People are going missing. People are dying. Um, and this is all happening at the same time that a mysterious family has moved into this town. And it all centers around a doctor. And this doctor is trying to figure out what is going on. And eventually, he hears about a story uh, related to waking corpses, or oki agari, as they are called. Um, and there are hints that it could be vampires. And uh, what happen- What goes Ooh. on next is there's, you know, a very good, like, kind of twists and turns. It's like it it has two seasons. It's a very good like mystery horror anime. A little bit of a slow burn, not tons of crazy in your face horror out from the onset, but it very much builds up on this sense of dread. Um it's very stylized, but it's very good. I think it was based off of a series of light novels. Yeah, it was it was to me to me it, it just felt like Shiki was just like if um it just felt like anime Salem's Lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got that feeling too. Yeah. And and that's why I love because, you know, um, like I said, uh big Stephen King nerd over here as well. So mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> but when I saw that, my first thought was like, man, this just really feels like like literally Salem's Lot only like in in like a different country with like just even more like extreme you know uh just extreme touches of vampire vampires although technically not vampires yes technically they are oki agari um yeah that so a lot of a lot of, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the um the horror that i like lately has been all of the stuff i like anything that has a sense of dread anything that has a build to it uh and so that's why i've really liked shiki um and there was oh what was i watching what was the other one it's it's tough because actually i haven't been watching a lot of horror anime i've been watching a lot of like japanese horror films ah yes Um, did you see um did you see Vampire Clay by any chance? I have not seen that yet. I did, however, oh. see Noroi, The Curse. That's a very good one. Um, Long form found footage. Um, well, you know, oh, I just remembered another uh, good one. So one of the ones from my past, one of these like ultra violence uh, 80s horror animes. This is a famous one I remember because of the cover. I don't know if anyone else does, but Yoma, Curse of the Undead. That Yo. name sounds familiar. Uh, it was about there's a ninja village, and uh, it's during a war, and during the course of the war, demons and evil creatures of the night begin to rise and begin to attack the village, and it is up to 
um, I forget what his name is, but there's a uh, there's a ninja who I remember because he had an eye patch and a really wicked claw weapon. Uh, <laughs> and they have to fight a whole bunch of crazy traditional Japanese demons that look like a cross between like a fanged crazy baboon and a butterfly spider thing and and there's some really good like old horror stuff you can actually find it on youtube i think it is currently unlicensed i'm not sure though um but it's a good old one yeah if I you want a, more... if you want a great just like zombies and monsters and fighting and just like old nasty horror uh that's the one for you yoma curse of the undead yeah. They, they, yes, they are. They are on, on YouTube. Yep. I think there's like three episodes. Um, something like that. Apparently, Wikipedia says there's only two. Ah, okay. So, so I think it's just like it's it's yeah. both episodes. They're just combined in like one yeah. long running thing. You were saying, Kara? Oh, I was just gonna say if. If you're unsure about it being licensed or not, I would warn to try and look for the licensed version just to support it. Yes, look yeah. for the, look for the licensed. Because well, because it was it was Yoma got released. Yoma got re-released as a uh, Blood Rain Curse of the Yoma, and it is currently under. Uh, let me see. It, it was licensed well, that... by ADV. ADV? Does ADV still have it? Let's check and see if they. I'm checking Probably to see if they still exist anymore. So, oh no no no. Oh wait, uh, here we go. Um, transferred. Okay, so ADV does not exist, but they transferred licenses over to Funimation. Okay, so yes, if you want to check out Yoma Curse of the Undead, as I know, it is now re-released as. Uh, Blood Rain, Curse of the Yoma, under Funimation. So check that out. I don't know if they have it streaming on their service. I'm sure you can check it out, rent it anywhere. Uh, do yourself a favor, though, if you can find an old-fashioned VHS version, rent that one. Oh, that's going the first on one full. I saw. It, it is available for four dollars from Amazon. It's a worth about that much too. <laughs> well, well, here's you have the thing. four dollars to spend. Do it, <laughs> I guess. Well, well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's the used version. The new version is like fifty bucks. Oh wow! I don't <laughs> know if it's worth that much. Well, if something's out of print or licensed differently, of course people are going to try and capitalize on a new mm-hmm. version of it. But um... oh yeah, and this and this was also before YouTube started its uh, copyright infringement stuff. Back then, you could watch anything. I think the thing is, for a while, uh, Blood Rain was kind of floating in limbo and wasn't licensed for a little bit during the rights transfer. There's a lot of this older stuff that it's it's very difficult to yeah. find. I was looking at it. It has not been re-released at all. It's just been kind of the last DVD for it came out in like 2001. Yeah. So if you can like find it like secondhand, mm-hmm. or like check out a half price books. Yeah, I love half price books. Yeah, all the <laughs> out of print anime DVDs ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I ju- I just like to advocate for legal viewing. But if it's still impossible, then I would turn to YouTube or other 
websites that I'm not going to name. <laughs> no, like if you want uh, to, you could go to those legal websites if they have them there. The yeah, because I know I know sometimes Funimation and places like that allow you to watch their videos on YouTube as well as Crunchyroll. You could always check those too. Yeah. There was also another one that Riz mentioned, but it's region locked for me, so <laughs> I uh like apparently they have a partnership with Crunchyroll. I for I forgot what it was called. And I really don't want to scroll VRV? back. Up to the that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> VRV is the one that has multiple streaming services in one. Might have might be on there. <laughs> so, well yeah. did Crunchyroll start off as an illegal website but then became legal? started uh, that would require some research <laughs> uh, research that we don't have time for i'm afraid we're all, i think <laughs> no. we're already close to the 45 minute mark since we started <laughs> yeah i just wanted to mention um a horror anime that i really enjoyed watching in the past uh few years i think it came out in 2012 but it's an anime called another and this one I really enjoyed because it has a curse kind of J-horror element to it where, um, and there's also like a sense of mystery. And basically the overarching plot is that there's this class in this middle school that's cursed every uh, so many years and they get an extra person in their class and they their memories and subconscious are altered, so they don't know who is the extra person. But basically, this extra person is the catalyst that causes the demise of some of the students. And um, it's just a really slow uh, build up to the finale where all is revealed. But I just enjoyed like the craziness of some of the deaths. It was very Final Destination style. Uh, I think I one girl fell on top of an umbrella down the stairs, and oh, we're showing the, the we're showing that clip. Blood. <laughs> we're showing. I was about to say we're uh, we're showing that clip at uh, our eighteen plus J horror panel next year. So, yeah, that's, the, that's probably the most famous death. But there's also another one where somebody I'm not going to name the character is swimming in the water and a boat chops them up. I saw that clip. That's the clip I saw. Yeah. And then yeah. I saw the umbrella clip brutal. afterward. <laughs> it's pretty brutal, but I just love kind of the curse J Hork type um uh suspenseful movies. And it was like a nice mix of like traditional like J Horror with uh Final Destination deaths and I, I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people panned it, but I dug it. I dug the entire vibe of it and I I want more like that. Because that I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. It's not the best anime. In fact, I think the ending is a little bit kind of, eh. But I really enjoyed the ride all the way up to the end. So I would definitely recommend it as something that's very, very spooky that you can watch on Halloween. So check out, check out another if you guys haven't. <laughs> yeah, it has creepy dolls and cool girls with eye patches and. Final Destination death. Cool deaths. <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there that love anime just for uh, just for seeing the very like 
superstitious artificial deaths that people have created, like you said, Final Destination as deaths. I'm not bringing up that stupid live action death note thing because that was just completely utter rubbish <laughs> when it came to the deaths in there. They, they tried oh. so hard to be Final Destination. They really tried. And I can't yeah. think to myself, this is not death note. This no. light would not go into great detail about bully pick get picks on girl van crashes and the the ladders from the top of the roof of the van hits him and cuts his friggin face in half it's like no yeah or, in that in that show the final destination deaths did not make sense because the the uh pre the um the source material the manga and the anime did not have those kind of deaths at all and no. I, I felt like it didn't fit the tone of the original source material at all. That's another case of bad adaptation. But, but it's um... a oh, I agree, <laughs> I agree, definitely, full heartedly. It's a bad adaptation for something that is good. If you've watched, if you've not watched that, read the manga or watched the anime series, I wouldn't say Death or, Note is well, horror, or... but the deaths are very gruesome. It's more, it's more psychological, like mystery. Like like well, monster, yeah. But I definitely dig Death Note, like the supernatural aspects of it, and like what the the distinction between <clears throat> right and wrong isn't always as black and white as some people think, and it kind of shows if you think something's right to the point of you're wronging other people, then how do how does it make it right anymore? And I like exploring that um, aspect of mortality and. Um, morality <laughs> well in light and light's case he believed he was a god <laughs> so <laughs> but um i also wanted to mention another kind of spooky show is, that i really enjoyed watching i have not finished it because they have done a lot of episodes but they're about the episodes are about five or six minutes long um which is uh anime called yami shibai which means uh, ghost stories or roughly translates to ghost stories but basically it's a lot of traditional or just interesting japanese ghost stories that kind of explore different elements i kind of think of it as like a shortened version of like the twilight zone or something like that where like a narrator is telling a story with like a kind of a moral and um it kind of just takes you into different universes and different uh worlds and what could happen in the um in those worlds and I really love the paper, the paper cutout style is really cool. Like the storybook style is really cool. So that's another one that I would definitely recommend because there were some that um, made me jump and <laughs> gave me a bit of the shivers. Not like kept me up at night, but it was. Like, I was really nice struck speaking. by the visual style of that one too. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really draws you in because it's so unusual for anime. And it, it draws awesome. you in. And that guy is really creepy, the storyteller guy. The guy with a knit with the with the nails for with, the, with the mask. It's a yeah. shame they don't have someone sounding like Rod Serling since you said Twilight Zone. <laughs> Picture a typical Japanese school. subway. <laughs> a typical um, subway. People rushing to and from work, unaware of the horrors that lurk beneath. <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm amazed that it has that like it already has like it's six seasons and it's like seventy two episodes. Yeah, that's really impressive. Especially yes. for a horror series. It's, yeah, it's uh, pretty popular. 
and, and the new season actually started in July of this year. Wow, well. They'll and probably it, keep it, making that, them. It makes sense for it to come out in July in Japan, though, because Japan has this tradition in where they kind of focus on horror in the summertime because when you get the chills, you can cool down. <laughs> so usually a lot of like haunted houses or like horror themed things come out in the summer in Japan. So that would make sense that Yami Shibai came out in July. But... Oh, yeah. um, a lot of people actually didn't like the fourth and fifth seasons for some reason. And I'm like, Okay, that's that's probably you, but I I think like it's a lot of people were saying like oh they're like they're just running out of material, and I'm like, do you know about Japanese folklore? Like, you have so much to draw from from that. Oh, I know. Remember, oh. remember, Han, me and you watched a YouTube video about the top five urban legends in Japan, as well as other oh, Asian. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we have to we have to mention. This I think this one's the most popular one, but it's the uh, oh, I can't remember what it is in Japanese, but it's the Scissor Woman, the Slit has, Woman. Oh, the Slit Woman. Yeah, the Slit Mouth Woman. Yeah, kit yep. cut on her face. That's creepy. <laughs> like just many, many creepy things come from Japan. Even their ghosts are scary with the long black hair. <laughs> well, that's their kind of spookiness when it comes to uh, Japan horror. They love gir little girls or small girls with long black hair that wrap around people's um, Well, there's a term bodies. for it, and there, it's a term, there's a term, Japanese word for it. I can't remember what it is, but it roughly translates to uh, someone who is lost and is looking for something. That's the type of ghost that has like the long black hair and like the white dress and you know Samara or the Grudge or whatever. They're a specific ghost that's like tortured and looking for something and it's met an end where they're needing something in the afterlife to move on and they're very violent, angry ghosts. I, I don't know, I can't remember the Japanese term for it, but that those are the kind of ghosts that they usually use in J horror. I I I laughed so hard when I first saw the trailer for Rings, not Ring, but Rings, where uh, Samayo or Sadako's um, <laughs> clip goes viral, and that's the whole. <laughs> wow. That's the whole movie. Like her, her video goes viral, and then of course she's gonna have a field day killing everybody because she's just used to killing one person. It's like I've got to give seven days for these people. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, and see, the, well, here's the thing. These days, people wouldn't be dying left and right because now the whole thing is you react to it. And isn't the thing you're supposed to show them the thing and then you won't die? You show them the tape, then you won't die. So they're technically showing, hey, guys, we're going to react to the curse video. All right, like, comment, subscribe. This is going to be a good collab. Smash that like button. Smash, smash that, that like button. Yeah, smash that like button. I want to see if I die in seven days, man. Let's do this. <laughs> I actually <laughs> want to see that, that to be in touch with you. Just, just, just take like good movies and just modernize them to where it's like to make them as silly as possible, but also way more terrifying. Isn't that what the scary movie series is for? Not really that was just more a parody i'm talking about like you take the like the idea of the ring but like nice 
the to where it's like yeah, there's like a Vod video host like um and you just get pe- you show people the video and then everyone gets cursed who watches well that's it. what well that's what rings was was about that's what yeah. rings was about it was a modernized take on the ring lore mm. I, where, I, her, I where the video goes viral and everyone watches it and everyone is getting killed I need I need to catch up on the ring series like good lord <laughs> I know there was um they made a they made a a movie with like the girl from the ring with the girl from the grudge I watched yeah, that it's stupid don't, <laughs> I've watched that it's stupid don't watch it it's just it's just a bunch of two girls screaming their heads off for the whole movie that's it I've just I've just I've just basically given you the entire plot <laughs> there you go see see I was at all um we made a joke about like in the early 2000s japan just had had an obsession with like dead women who like drowned like every time you saw them they were like really like like ghost women who were like they drowned so they're like all wet and like spooky i'm just like how many more of those how many more of those can we pump out come on come on i know you isn't that Juon as well? Like, is, didn't she drown or something in in a bathtub or something? Yeah, she yeah drowned in the bathtub, drowned in a well, and then there was like dark water where it was like girl drowned in like the water tank on top of the building. So it's like, oh god, Japan, like calm down, but also at the same, <laughs> same time, people are like, let, let let's keep them going. These dead aquatic women, let's let's go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me of Project Zero, the Wii U game, or Fatal Frame, it's called in America. <laughs> the main of Blackwater game, where uh, it takes place in a fictional Akigabahara. <laughs> Not Akigahara, no, 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 no. Akigahara, yeah, Akigahara. the Suicide Forest. Not Akigahara, that's the, that's the nerd. Akigahara is the, that's the, <laughs> the Look, that's, that's Otaku Heaven. Technically, Akiba's trip happens in a fictional Akihabara because it's an Akihabara that has zombies you have to take the clothes off of. I thought it was vampires. Oh, so. vampires? Was that it? I don't remember. Vampires. It was vampires. I never played that game. Uh huh. Sure. No, I never did play that game because I was too busy playing Honey Pop. Sunrun Kagura. I have actually never played Sengron Kagura. Uh, I have. (laughs) I have seen the really funny uh, uh, British commercials for Sengron Kagura, though. Kara gifted me one of the games last Christmas that was the cooking one, (laughs) the rhythm game with the cooking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how secure we are in our relationship is... You both play the anime girl anime movie games. games, (laughs) Merry Christmas. Have have some uh, underage, big-breasted opai girls cooking for you and posing for the (laughs) for the camera, wearing nothing but ice cream and berries. I play that game too. How did we get to this point? Is my question. But we should do our honorable mention. Ah, yes, our honorable mentions. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting off topic. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I have an honorable mention. Um, it is uh, Kudozuka. Kudozuka is kind of another vampire story, and it is a samurai vampire story taking place during the famous uh, Genpei War. Uh, if anyone knows about uh, Minamoto Yoshitsune. Uh, the, there's a war between the Minamoto and Taira clans. This is an ancient Japanese story. 
uh, a true thing. They they did have a war. They did a fight. Uh, Minamoto Yoshitsune is kind of a he's a hero of like really ancient Japanese history. He's just kind of like a famous warrior samurai noble guy. And so in this, during the battle or during the war, he finds himself helped out. And drawn to a mysterious woman who turns out to be a creature of the night, a vampire of some sort. Um, I have not watched this in a long time, but it's good. A lot of style. Uh, if you want like a slower paced, like very traditional Japanese sort of ghost horror love tragedy story, whatever, it's worth a look. Cool. Um, so my honorable mentions. I have a few. Um, these aren't necessarily entirely horror, but um, I kind of feel like they have a lot of strong elements to it, though, make you really uneasy. Um, and that's um, Tokyo Ghoul. I have not seen the second or third season, but I really enjoyed the first season. I liked the body horror aspect of it and what ghouls are. Um, they basically eat human flesh. <laughs> and it's just interesting to see the... Um, how this person who used to be human becomes a ghoul and has to like deal with the human world and the ghoul world at the same time. But it has a lot of body horror in it, which is really cool. Um, another one is I really enjoyed Rehiro. It's technically an isekai anime where someone's transported to another world, but there is a lot of horror aspects to this anime. Um, especially the fact that he can reboot when he dies and that really messes with his head. Um, and then there's a lot of like uh, violent scenes and horror scenes in it as well, especially with Beetlejuice. He's kind I love of the Beetlejuice. Of the story. <laughs> he is one of he's, my favorite villains. <laughs> he's crazy and like lovably crazy, but also really fucked up. <laughs> Beetlejuice Rome Conti. Das! <laughs> <laughs> He's he's amazing. Voice acted by the same V of Kirito, by the way. Just like just throwing oh that out. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> but there's I, I just really enjoyed those aspects of it. So like I guess if you want like a really cool adventure story that has a bit of horror in it, uh ReZero would be really good. It's got a lot of dark elements to it. Like it, like I really feel bad for the main character Subaru because he he dies, he resets, like people don't remember him. It really messes with his head. He sees different outcomes where there's just piles of bodies and people he loves dying and he's trying to prevent all of that from happening. So I think it's really cool if you like like more mess with your head kind of stuff. But those are my two. They're not full on horror, but I really enjoyed the horror aspects of them. Well, I guess my... Uh... My the, the the few that I'm going to say are kind of the same thing. They're not fully horror, but they have elements of horror in them. And one of them is a guilty pleasure, which I'll save for last. But the first one I want to mention is a anime that's kind of more, a little bit more comedy, mystery, supernatural, but it has horror element elements, and it came out in 2006. And I did actually watch it when YouTube didn't have its copyright things because I watched all the episodes on there, and it's called Ghost Hunt. And Ooh. it's it like I mentioned, it's a mystery horror, and it fo and it's supposedly it takes place, or they try to t make it take place in real life occurrences that have happened. But the characters, um, 
it focuses on two main characters. One, uh, one, his name is Shibuya, and the other is Tani Yamamai. And Tani Yamamai is a high school girl that gets roped up in Shibuya's like ghost investigation team because each member of his team has a special ability. And with uh, Mai's ability, and I, I, and I won't call it this because I don't want to get sued, so I'll just say she's got the Shinin. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the Shinin. The Shinin. She has. She has sued? the Shinin. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get sued? <laughs> she has the Shinin and is recruited into Shibuya's um, little group. Who also had there is a monk, there's a cleric, there's a spiritualist. And apparently the monk and the spiritualist don't get along very well because they have different beliefs. It's like, no, my, my supernatural ability is far better than your supernatural ability. Uh, 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 they just clash, and then you realize, yeah, they're going to get together. What's going to happen? <laughs> Typical trope. But what I liked about the anime was um, it did show horror when it needed. And I remember the the arc that they they did was about this haunted house that they just kept building upon and upon and upon it, kind of like the Westminster. Is it the Westminster House, where it just the, the lady just kept building? Oh yeah, the, uh, oh the Winchester yeah. House. Winchester, 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 yeah. Winchester. My bad. Yeah, well, they kind of based an episode kind of off the Winchester, taking elements that this person kept building and building and building. And there's a creepy guy that that's that's uh, a creepy ghost that lives in it that lures people into his torture chamber and he lives in a pool of blood type thing. And then there's this, there's the kind of like, um, I would say touchy-feely that make you feel emotional episodes. And then there's just one stupid uh, end arc where they fight against a god and it's just ridiculous. It's like, can you just go back to ghost hunting? <laughs> then... <laughs> Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it starts off with just typical ghost hunting, then spooky dolls and lone ghosts, creepy murderous killer ghosts, and then all of a sudden we're going to fight gods. It's so like, would you say okay. this is like a monster of the week type of format, or is there like a story arc? It's a story arc that usually runs every like four episodes, and after the fourth episode, they move on to the next story investigation. Oh, okay. And I believe they are 20 plus episodes. 25, 25. I believe. 25. 25, yes. It's a 25 episode anime. And I don't know if it's still on YouTube or not, but if you can find it, I would definitely definitely give it a watch. It's something more down to earth. It's nothing. To, there's not really much gore, goriness to it other than the one based off the house and... There's no things that'll make you jump scared or anything. There's no jump scares. It's just a very PG. Yeah, fair the pain. Japanese aren't really big into jump scares, and I'm glad they're more well, about. Yeah, disturbing. you know, I've I've always thought jump scares are cheap because you know what? Any mook can sit behind a corner and jump out at you when you least expect it and say "boo" and get you to jump. That's startling someone. That's not fear. That's not terror. That's not real scary. <laughs> Real scary is the kind that gets you on the edge of your seat and makes you bite your nails and wonder, oh god, are they gonna get out of this one? Yep. What, boy, how how the Duke boy's gonna get out of this one? Yep. Yeah. Some of my favorite horror movies don't actually have a lot of jump scares in them at all, and I 
I like that actually. Um, My favorite one of the year was uh, pretty much devoid of them. It was Hereditary. Yeah, Hereditary. I've seen that, but I want to see it. Oh, it is so good, and it is so messed up. Man. Basically, one of my basically my favorite horror movies is The Conjuring. It has a few jump scares in it, but it's definitely more about the family story, which I really like. They focuses more on the family and like what they're going through, and I like because of that story, you end up being invested in them and wanting them to beat whatever is haunting them i don't want to spoil anything i know it came out a few years ago but well, I, there's I really a uni- there's a universe it. now <laughs> there's a universe there's annabelle and the nun but i i like the original conjuring i felt like it did a good job building tension and um, drawing on people's fears in a really good way but that's not anime <laughs> uh mason did you have any honorable mentions well i was still finishing mine oh, oh, I'm, sorry. Um, I'm sorry no it's, it's okay it's okay i'm nearly finished i'll just uh i'll just quickly go run through the my honorable mentions real quick so that way mason can get to his um my next one on the list is dead man wonderland and uh it, i'm just gonna say it's very screwed up don't go to an amusement park with your school friends that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> Oh man, I, I did think not it was, I like think the it was... ending of that. <laughs> they left it on a cliffhanger. They fucked it up. <laughs> uh, Helsing Ultimate is also another one of mine. I just love oh, the animation. Oh I almost talked about that one. Jeez, oops, oopsies. <laughs> Helsing Ultimate is. I'm just gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna say. Watch it. Just watch it. You also. Also, check out it, Team Four Stars Abridged series for it. Yes, to check out their Abridged series as well. It's it's brilliant. It's funny, but if you want a, something that's animated so beautifully, like oh my god, I don't know what budget they had, and I know each episode took years to make because it's only like a six episode. It's technically an OVA. And I believe there's only six episodes, maybe ten, maybe more. But it's but the animation, the story, the poeticness, the theme, the culture, everything about Helsing Ultimate just screamed yes for me. I love it. It's gory, it's violent. Who cares? I don't care. I get to see one of my favorite characters kick butt. And I'm not talking about Alucard. And my last one, uh, guilty pleasure, is High School of the Dead because it's just pure insane insanity, and <laughs> physics don't do do anything in that anime. It's, you know that's 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 like I like to think of that one as kind of even though it uh it takes itself a little seriously. I like to put that in the same camp as uh. American movies like Return of the Living Dead, just real good, trashy, gory zombie fun. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I Return really enjoyed Dead. High School of the Dead, um, but I also did not enjoy some of the aspects of it. If you guys have been paying attention to Anime Secrets for a long time, I actually wrote a review for this anime, um, and I really enjoyed the zombie survival aspect of it, and like the the gore and the violence and like the idea of these high school kids trying to survive. But um, I kind of lambasted the fan service in it um, just because 
me, I don't, I don't have a problem with fan service now. Back then, I was, and I'm back then, I was a little bit more prudish, but I still stand by the fact that it kind of was out of place in the tone of the show. Um, yeah, it got real <laughs> ridiculous eventually. It got and ridiculous. I, I love yeah. me some Opie. I love Opie to death, but if it doesn't contribute anything to the plot, it kind of feels really weird and out of place. And I kind of felt that with High School of the Dead. But if you kind of shove that to the side, it's a really good um, zombie horror anime. And what's what's actually kind of sad is, like, the creator for it died. I didn't know he died! I thought he was sick, but I didn't know he he died. died He died, uh, not this past March, but last year. So oh I didn't know that. Jeez. Yeah. I knew he was he, a hentai artist before he did High School of the Dead. I, I mean, it shows. <laughs> it shows. Yeah. There's a lot of it. There's not, it's not full blown nudity, but there's a lot of etchiness in there, like panty shots oh, and yeah. jiggly, there's, jiggly, jiggly boobs and things like that. There's a near rape scene as well um, in a gas station. Um, and yeah, jiggly boobs. The bullet, the bullet time scene with the bullet going through the boobs. That's like an iconic scene. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, even I, even I went, even when I saw that scene for the first time, I was like, "Eh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> Is but this yeah. just to show off? Like, look how well we can animate bullet time <laughs> or something? I don't know. Think, creator was a pervert. Rest in peace. <laughs> I think they, they actually did a study of like how fast they were supposed to be moving in order for the bullet to travel, and they said like they were supposed to be going like the speed of like sound for that to happen. <laughs> so this character would have had to have calculated when to fire this bullet so it could oh it would gosh. avoid. Is really is is he is he smart enough to know when to fire the bullet? Because I don't think so. <laughs> No, no, he was just firing at random and like he missed. It went through those flopping amazing boobs. <laughs> just completely oh. missed. <laughs> oh, so yeah, spoil spoiler alert, there's bullet time slow <laughs> boob physics in there, but okay, sorry. We're <laughs> that's we're my, Yeah, that that's my uh those are my that, Honorable that mentions. girl with the sword is badass. I forget her name, but she was one of my favorites. Mine's Seiko. Like, so she ended up being like a total masochist that like gets off and like dishing out pain and things. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> She's crazy, <laughs> but I liked her the best. Alright, um, I guess we'll move on to my honorable mentions. Yeah, and I have, I, Okay, I have, I think two or three. No, actually three. I have three, but I'll just get to them real quick. Uh, the first one um, is going to have to be uh, I was having a hard time choosing between them. Uh, Monster. It's an amazing psychological uh, horror slash thriller, and it's set, it's not set in Japan. It's a Japanese dog, but he's living in Germany at the time of the Berlin Wall. And the plot is he he has to operate on uh, these diplomats uh, diplomat. And he had there are two kids, and, and he's given a choice of save one of the kids or save this other person. So he decides to save one of the uh, and because 
there he made a horrible, horrible decision. There's mysterious deaths popping up all over after he saves the kid's life. And at the time shoots forward to like the the nineties and he's living in uh Lynn and there's a serial killer and and they're trying to figure out who it is and it's it's an amazing series. It's seventy two episodes, but if you you can it the payoff is so worth it. And I found out Guillermo Toro is actually doing a live action adaptation for one of the the big the big uh I think it was like either HBO or Star but uh they passed on it so they're like shopping still and I'm I really want to see it live action because it it would be so good live action. Uh, um, and the other one I was I'm gonna go to because I was told if I didn't mention it, people were gonna yell at me. <laughs> is uh, Higurashi when they cry, which is <laughs> it's very delightful, but really messy. And the way I would describe it is, it, if you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day or, or Happy Day. Uh, from last year, it's basically dude is kind of trapped in a time loop of like uh, people dying and like it's all these little girls are just killing each other and it's just like figure out what's causing it and once they figure out the cause, it's gonna stop the tube and it's just it's very 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 bloody and gory and it has like some very disturbing death scenes like if you're if you're used to like the, there's an unwritten rule in horror where it's like the kids are never supposed to die and this in this series based off a uh, popular uh, computer game just looked at that rule and just threw it out the window and just said nope and um, let's see and the final series I want to talk about is uh, Parasite a really good uh, body horror, uh, sci-fi action uh, f- that came out in 2014, and it's really good. Basically, alien parasites invade Earth, and they're supposed to like enter people through their heads and turn them into like kind of like these body shape-shifting creatures that like feed off of humans, and like they try to like adapt into human society. But like one of them kind of misses the the head mark and he gets into like the main character's hand is a uh, his right hand and they just start fighting all these aliens as they pop up and it's just it's it's a wonderful plot it's a good plot um story the story pacing is spectacular it's never a dull moment it keeps you on the edge of your seat and the 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 monsters are just horrifying and disturbing and just anytime they kill people it's just like total evisceration like people getting cut like people getting cut in half getting their heads eaten off and uh if you have the time to watch it watch it it's so good and that wraps up my recommendations yay yay um anybody have anything else to add before we wrap up, 
<laughs> um, I suppose since since Mason mentioned Higarashi and he was talking about how disturbing it can be, and I, I agree. There's only a few things that can really make me go when I watch anything like a, an anime, a show, a movie, or any form of horror. There's only two things that make me just cringe to high heck that makes me go, no, 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 no. And it's eye gouging or nail pulling. But yeah, that's one of the... F- that's couple of things that make me just go no 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 because uh, i can handle gore i can handle bloodiness i can handle seeing blood any everywhere but you no, show I, me I just... welcome back oh hi yes sorry uh, i just have to go i uh, pick something up real quick late delivery in the mail oh boy live unboxing <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, um, I was gonna, I was gonna say like the there is a the oh yeah there is a scene in Higurashi that involves uh, nail pulling, Ooh. and Ooh. <laughs> it it made me go no, oh. that's how disturbing um, Higurashi can be for me. I usually like my thing is just like if if it's a it's a series where like they kill the kids, I'm just like nah, but like with another in Higurashi, I'm just like well. If it's part of the, I guess I'm okay with it. <laughs> and like, yeah, it, like I can handle like, like like you, I can handle any type of like you know horror movie death thing. But like, if it's like, like teeth pulling or nail pulling, nope, 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 no, 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 nope, nope, nope. Yo, it, it's just a reaction. It just, it's just something that reacts inside me where it makes me just, just. Makes my whole body just stop and like, no, don't do that, no. <laughs> Me, I just can't handle any sort of like, well, anime is fine, but um, anything like the Saw movies or Human Centipede or anything like that really makes me sick to my stomach. Where I have to, um, or I have to like cover my eyes and you know turn away because I just can't handle the sight of blood or gore. Um, in like live action movies and stuff, which is why I usually watch things that are like um, ghost movies or things like that for horrors because I just can't handle torture porn <laughs> at all. It makes me very <laughs> sick. Um, but in in anime, it's not so bad. So I can watch it in anime. But um, any movie or TV show that has like torture porn, where people are like cutting their legs off or like dismembering themselves, or you know. Anything like that, it's disgusting. I can't uh, you, the, then you wouldn't like Takashi Meek's uh, audition movie. <laughs> I've heard of that movie. Oh, I, I know of a scene in it that's really gross. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got grotesqueness, it's got disturbing and violence all in one. Yay! Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy, happy Halloween, yes. Um, <laughs> happy Spoopy Ween. Highly spoopy ween. Well, I've said all I've said. Um, for anyone that's tuned in this far, good job. <laughs> Sorry, we were Thank on a tangent. You, you, and... you did it. You are the real troopers here. And, and my that's corgi what says posting's hi. for. Hey. And my corgi says hi. <laughs> a lot. 
Sorry. No, no, no. I have a mute button. I try to get to it as soon as possible. I love Corgi, so I don't mind. My sister's my sister is actually getting a Corgi uh, next month. <gasps> She'll love it. They're great dogs. Oh, no. She has been wanting one for, like, like years. And, like, her and her fiancé are like, oh, my God. We're finally getting one. Basically, Cowboy Bebop made me want to get one when I first watched it when I was a kid. And when I became an adult, I was like, I can finally choose my own dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was going to be so clever when I was a kid. I was like, I'm going to get a Corgi. I'm going to name him I. And I found out that literally thousands of people have thought of that before me. So, what's the next yeah. best thing that's around? Gamma Fronts, that'll do. <laughs> yep, my dog's name is Tyrion. So he's a dwarf dog named after a dwarf. Fits. Um, <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us and going, dealing with our tangents and our love of media and horror and anime and just anything in general and and uh if you're, if you're uh, i was gonna say if you're gonna be at mechacon in next year please come check out our 18 plus j horror panel where we'll be discussing everything in more detail and showing clips because yay 18 plus, Woo. 18 plus hope you guys now. have a strong stomach <laughs> boy get ready Get ready, because it's a coming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Our dear leader, Riz, has been wanting me to go to MechaCon for years. And every year, they hold MechaCon on my birthday. And I have one rule in life, and that, and that is to not work on my birthday. And Riz always wants me to work at MechaCon. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working on my birthday. But... <laughs> If you guys are in the Louisiana area, Mason is really good at podcasting uh, and uh, panels. Mason is good, um, so check it out. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, uh, I host the the uh, last year was our first year hosting the J Horror panel, and our well, this year was our first year hosting the J Horror panel, and then this year was also our third year of hosting the JoJo's panel. So, if you like either of those things, come check them out. It's gonna be really cool. Come meet Mason. Yay. And and just laugh at, at our attempts to entertain. <laughs> <laughs> they're laughing at you. They're, they're, all, they're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> just, just you died in the game, any, you died in real life. Just don't bring any pig's blood or name prom name Mason the prom queen and we should be good. Um, the only down, I will say, the only uh, downside of this panel is we cannot show uh, any nudity. So um, we're very li we are extremely blessed that Japan has so much blood and gore. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Tokyo Gore Police. <laughs> Love um, it. But yeah, but yeah, come check out our panel. We're gonna go like we're gonna get, have two hours of. 18 plus horror fun and you'll learn you'll learn a thing or two like why japan has this unholy obsession with body horror and why uh you should check out the a bunch of like cool spooky bands like sai oh. and uh necronom idol Ooh. well it'll yeah. be next year <laughs> yeah. all righty well Happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for dealing with us and getting this far. Happy Halloween. 
we are very excited that this podcast is coming out. And I hope you listen to the end. And thank you for listening if you listen to the end. Uh, have God. a good night. Good morning. Good job for happy. getting this far. And happy <laughs> Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Bye.